listening to The Two Marks exclusively on The Pod Station. listeners to a new show brought to you by the two marks this time we are embarking on a vicarious journey of discovery through the marvel cinematic universe hold on to your hats as we follow one person's experience watching all 23 movies in chronological order this time we are reviewing captain america the first avenger welcome to the marvel marathon let me introduce my friend and co-host mr mark pollard hello hi mate i particularly like that i did not know the intro you were going to do before you did it and i particularly like the huge weight of pressure that you've just thrust upon our mystery person to be introduced in a moment. It's 23 movies, it's massive, isn't it? (laughs) When I did put this to you, you did say exactly that. And you aren't someone who does things by half, so like re-watching an enormous saga isn't something that normally is seen as foreboding for you. You, You'll quite happily crack into it and just get on. In fact, because you don't sleep, you'll do it in three days. Probably, yeah. We we watched the Snyder Cut. Yeah. That's like two mini-Marvel movies, isn't it? But when I suggested this, you did go, really? <laughs> yeah, I did actually say that. I said, really, because we've never taken it upon ourselves because of time to do them ourselves. And we've watched them many times, haven't we? And so you would think, as avid fans, the first go-to would be, let's do all the Marvel films. But as Mark wisely has said, who cares? Because time has marched on. We're now in phase four. But people do care, don't they, Mark? They do. So the idea of this run of shows will be, we've always wanted to go back and do all the Marvel movies is because we feel that the world should hear our opinions on these things <laughs> because of course why wouldn't you however because of our general lacklustre performances uh, we never quite got round to it and by the time we actually did like Thanos had been waving his big fist all over the show and his helicopter blades yeah and we kind of felt we'd missed the boat there mm. we were then planning on doing an end game special weren't we do you want to see my notes <laughs> In which Mark has put together about, well, it's probably best called an annual, but we never did that either. And then the Disney series started, and so we've focused upon that, and now we're into the next phase, so we felt like that boat had sailed. However, an opportunity has presented itself, because we stumbled across somebody who was a complete noob to the Marvel Universe. We did. And we suddenly thought, well, why don't we follow her journey through the Marvel Universe because she'll be experiencing it in the same way that we did originally so we'll be able to bounce off all her exciting vibes of oh my god I never saw that coming type thing whilst also giving us an opportunity to tell people the opinions that they have so sorely missed out on thus far our our opinions are, are important in the world of the MCU they are so that's what we're going to be doing people if you are a new to marvel person then get on with this because we're not going to be giving spoilers we are going to be approaching this on the basis of our mystery guest um so we we will be treating it very carefully because we don't want to spoil the shows as she goes through this marathon we will be mentioning and perhaps raising things as we go through that are worth focusing on for future reference or that are of particular interest to us Uh, well if you've ever listened to our shows before you'll know Mark will pick up on the easter eggs which is always of interest anyway and so if you're a noob to the Marvel Universe you should be able to enjoy this without fear of 
being told that everyone dies at the end which of course they do but at the same time if you're a marvel person who's already watched all of these you can actually go and do the rewatch with us because we are going to hopefully be discussing stuff that will be of interest to you too so i feel on the basis that i've now explained the rules of engagement we should introduce her the star of the show because technically she's doing all the heavy lifting on this hopefully <laughs> it'll be a short show but she just walked out of the studio just this second we've lumped that much pressure on the poor girl that was an ambulance coming for her <laughs> you may recognize her dulcet tones from the season review of loki which was her first introduction to marvel it is the wonderful ishtar ali how are you doing, Ishtar? <laughs> Slightly nervous after that really big uh, introduction, Mark. Don't disappoint. <laughs> I've got a lot of pressure on my shoulders right now. I'm finding it hard to breathe. So explain to us what, what possessed <laughs> you to suddenly decide that you were asked about the Marvel movies, because you've known about them. I have. And in the Loki series, I'd said that I didn't watch a lot of Marvel and that my four-year-old nephew watched more Marvel than I did. But the Loki series really was amazing and then I was like oh let's just watch some other Marvel stuff so since the Loki series I've also watched um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier brilliant and I've also watched WandaVision sorry about that (laughs) well no we liked it what what did you think about it it was look the first three episodes were horrible (laughs) this sounds familiar doesn't it Mark really horrible and and I actually was like texting Mark and saying I'm dying a slow death trying to watch these three episodes I had to to give her the same encouragement that you gave me Mark just to keep going (laughs) I was like is this going to get any better and actually it did obviously four to episode six or seven was well nine was actually really mint and I'm really glad I watched it and now that I'm going so I decided to go back now and watch all of the films. So now she knew everything that happens. She thought she'd go back to the beginning. <laughs> yeah, but actually, um, I've got a really interesting perspective on the films now because I'm relating it to what I've already seen in the series. So I'm all really excited about it. That crucify me <laughs> doing it that way. Yeah, I would. Oh, I'm be loving happy. it. That's like you know when people read at the end of the book. I mean, I don't do much reading, but people jump to the end because yeah. they need to know what happens. It's like, well, why buy the book? Why, why bother? But she doesn't really, because none of what went on in those series she's mentioned have directly, particularly mentioned something that she will know about yet. It's mainly characters I that I recognise. That the Falcon Winter Soldier one would be the more impactful one. Yeah. That that does show you. Well, no, she knows something happens, but she has no context as to what really happens and why it happens and who caused it. Yeah, because I didn't happen. understand the concept of the super soldiers or what that drug. Um, was that they were trying to chase down in Falcon Winter Soldier so now I've gone back to um, Captain America I'm like oh okay is this what it is well nice segue so that's the film we're going to be talking about isn't it yeah you've started doing it in date chronological order as suggested by the two of you yeah I'm not taking any responsibility for that you did say do it chronological. No, I would have said there was two options. You could do it date chronological, which is what you're doing, yeah. or release chronological. Right. The difference between the two is I, I've never watched it date chronological, so I'm actually going to be experiencing this for the first time. But release chronological obviously has like the spoilers at the end will make more yeah. sense, won't they? That's what I think I said was that the difficulty is if you're watching them in date order you would miss out on the little things at the end so when we 
stupidly wait till the end of the credits, ridiculously long credits, just to wait for, I don't know, a 10 second teaser to what the next film could be and then go away gleeful. That's the bit that I think's going to throw you a wee bit. However, the story, I think, will make more sense because it's all in chronological order because there's a lot of jumping around in the release version. Mm. I, I, I mean, as a noob to the whole Marvel world, I really struggles with knowing what gubbins did what and who's got the gubbins and where the fuck they got it from in the first place because there was you're jumping from 1947 to the current day back to 19 whatever it is and back and forward again i was like now you've lost me i'm just gonna wait for mark to explain it to me the other thing that you're going to benefit from as well is we were watching them as they came out and we may have watched them again when they're on television or you know bought the dvds or whatever you're watching essentially 12 years worth of films in well, whatever you can fit them in, basically. Mm. So we'll You should be able to keep the story threads yeah. a bit fresher in your head. So you won't yeah. be forgetting, because it jumps around, even though it's going to be in, like, date order, it still jumps around anyway. I'm not going to say anything, because obviously it's spoilers, but... Everyone it, dies. It, everyone dies. Um, but it, yeah, but they it do. jumps. But the jump. Everyone. The jump. Oh, well, to be I wouldn't, fair, even, that's, bo- I wouldn't to, even bother watching it. To everyone be fair, that's dies. not an inaccurate comment, because everybody does die. That's life. So, no, but in terms of the films, watching them the way they are, they still jump around a bit, but not as much as that when we're going, we're going, hang on a minute. So he's from there, and we're trying to work out where the old threads kick in. And as the films go on, and we, we kind of move further out and further afield into different realms and things, you're then trying to keep on top of. So what's going on at Earth at this time when that's happening? And it becomes, well, for me, it becomes a bit of a minefield. So this is going to be exciting. Yeah, I am looking forward to it. So have you got questions? I have got questions. Well, that is. Have you got the time? I have got the time. Because <laughs> you're proper scared, aren't you? I am a little bit. And that's hilarious. I've actually it's a TV, made notes. It's a, it's a I know. I have actually made notes so that I could be a little bit more prepared. And given that you don't come let mine with make you feel of notes. insignificant. I'm taking this role very seriously, and I have watched Captain America twice, and try to be as in depth in terms of my um, trying to understand it as much as possible. Okay. So let's start off as we always do with just a general initial thoughts, and we'll, we'll obviously come to you first Ishtar because we do want to know what you think but I am also interested in what you feel about this film and where it sort of ranked uh, so did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it I, I enjoyed it on many levels because having watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier it brought Bucky into the mix and let me tell you Bucky is really handsome and that makes the whole thing a little bit easier to watch so that was nice you I don't see his pecs though do you? no but his face is enough I'm not going to, you know, <laughs> require anything more at this Her point. Her imagination can do the rest. Indeed. A Nazi sympathiser. Ooh, swoon. <laughs> and actually, it's a nice storyline. It's, it's, it's kind of, you, you grow to like Steve Rogers, so it's nice to kind of start with this one and have a bit of a, a warm-up in terms of what is Marvel, why is this superhero the way that he is, how did he get to be this way, and, and then the introduction of a couple of characters. What do you feel about it? When I watched it, I actually enjoyed it because I'd remembered the debacle that was the 1979, 80s movie. It was of the time, let's just say. <laughs> so it was a bit more swashbuckling and... Hairspray and shell suits. Yeah, and obviously, which is weird because... No offence to what you're wearing, Ishtar. <laughs> Pound shop chic. Um, 
obviously I was playing on it what you're genuinely wearing is lovely of course yeah. let's not upset her too much in the first episode <laughs> right, me, me and you will have to do 22 on our own <laughs> Um, so it was very of the time. It was. It's interesting because the special effects weren't wonderful, even though other films out the same period were far, far more superior. So in the eighties, you know, you sort of had the Flash Gordon, you'd had the second. Well, you had the second Star Wars. There was other other sci-fi films that were really pushing the, the boundaries of, um, of of practical effects. And so, having seen that grown up and gone, oh, okay, have, watching this one was was like, oh, this is really, really good. And because obviously we were watching them in the phases, um, I was I suppose I was um, a bit more excited because I'd seen the other two. This point in terms of release dates, Iron Man and Thor had come out, so this was num- movie number three in terms of release dates. Incredible Hulk came out after Iron Man. Well, Incredible so, Hulk, we don't count, do we? Well, we have to, don't we? No. Uh, because well, we do now because they're bringing it in, but uh, yeah. It, well, it's because. Edward Norton's a knob. Um, oh, I like him. Well, it, well explain. Okay. You Ed, see, people will be sitting at home not knowing why Edward, Edward Norton's Norton. a knob. Yeah. <laughs> Edward Norton's a knob for many reasons because, unfortunately, because he's a, a famous actor and he's been given directorial producer and writing control, the company that made it Universal gave him too much control and he just refused. He did, he did what fucking Wesley Snipes did on Blade. And in fact, one in one scene in Blade, they had to CGI his eyes because he refused to open his eyes. That's he a d- horrible film, anyway. Blade. Well, it wasn't made easier. I quite like the first Blade. Oh, it, this like is Blade it. Three, the third one. Oh, but right. he was being a prize plum, to use one of Mark's wonderful phrases. And so Edward Norton, uh, I, I've, I've IP'd that, so you owe me as well that. as ten pound for saying the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm poor people. The two marks at the podstation.co.uk. Give you money, please, because I need some lawyers. So he was given far too much control, far too much ability to write. He actually turned up and went, oh, I've written the story, there you go. And as a result, he then started being a bit of a knob on set and then wanted more money. He did what War Machine did. Um, he wanted more money and he just went, <laughs> well, we're Marvel, we'll just replace you. So he did. But the other problem is Disney don't own the rights to Hulk. Universal own the rights to having... So whoever owns the production rights means that they can make the movie. Marvel own the rights to the character. It's a Marvel character, but they can do nothing with it. Once upon a time... Did you know once upon a time in the not-too-distant past, Marvel were going to go bankrupt? And so they were selling off some of their prize assets to raise some money to keep the wolves at bay. Spider-Man was one of those wolves. So they sold Spider-Man to Sony, and they did probably much the same with the Hulk. So they have to borrow back their own characters from time to time. They've got most of them back now, but Fox bought some. I mean, they offered Sony, I think I mentioned it in another podcast, they offered Sony all of them. Stan Lee said you can have all of them for several Mm -hmm. million. They went, nah, we just want Spider-Man. They went, all right. Keep me Captain America and shove it up your ass. Basically, they just went, uh, you you can forget all the other characters in some unsavory words we just want Spider-Man so Fox um, optioned Fantastic Four and others uh, Electra, Electra and Daredevil were, I think went to Lionsgate Swamp Thing went to uh, a, a new, new line cinema X-Men Blade, Blade went to New Line Cinema X-Men was went to Fox so they went all over the show and over time because the deal was if you didn't make a film within five years which is why there's a Fantastic Four movie that was just made by Roger Corman never saw the light of day completely they wheeled in on purpose and it's a very sad story wheeled in no name actors who were thinking they were doing the job and getting excited about this big huge release 
it was never made to, to be released it was so they could retain their uh, copyright well wow. the rights so unfortunately Edward Norton messed up a massive opportunity because if he hadn't been such a plum well you, you can see where it went they kind of did a Planet Hulk storyline in one of the other movies I'm not going to say this is going to kill you isn't I know it? it is you're going to start a sentence to go shit I'll, can't I'll, go down that cold well we've, we've set the rules so I have to follow them I might explode halfway through the podcast <laughs> what they've done they've used storylines that are in the comics of Hulk in the Marvel Universe it's not specifically a Hulk movie so it doesn't strictly fit within the canon thread that Marvel started to weave but it is part and parcel of the Marvel Universe it's, and it's they're actually there. now making calls to it to yeah. a degree it's in there and they've retconned it and there's an easter egg to Captain America in uh, I think it was in the deleted scene or the DVD release version in the Hulk 2008 is Iron Man 2008 is the Hulk and then it's either Thor then First Avenger now I should say I love this movie because I know you two aren't going to ask I was care. about to oh, I, oh, I, yeah. I was getting to finish what I was saying but you yeah, 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 yeah. What did you think? Oh, I loved it. Captain America is my favourite trilogy of films. I think all of the Captain America films are just absolutely mega. Why? They just are. I like the character. I think the storylines are great. A lot of what he does has a, a theme that kind of fitted into Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yes. although I don't think those characters are quite as compelling as the Captain America character is. They're like the B-team, um, aren't they? Yeah, but if you like... Falcon and the Winter Soldier you'll really like the Captain America movies and this was definitely a flavour of what's to come yeah out of the three what would be your best well I don't want to say that because I don't want her to go in with any prejudices yeah that's true that's a shame that as well because I knew what you would have said it might be the first it might be the second it might be the third no but I agree with your point about Falcon and the Winter Soldier because I didn't understand the relationship that Bucky had with Steve Rogers and why that shield was so important. Mm. You know, he was so precious about mate, it. Yeah, but then you didn't know that if you until I watched the first one. I was like, ah, oh, okay, they were all, they were always friends, so that well, absolutely makes sense. In now. the comics, a, they've written they've written Bucky Barnes differently than the comics. Right. In the comics, he was just a weedy sidekick, a bit like Robin. Although he does become Captain America in the comics, doesn't he, Bucky? He does. Well, but they're not cap, are they? Well, no. That's, that's the, the thing. They're yeah, but cap. Bucky's really hot in it, so I was just enjoying Yeah, your, yours is... Yeah, but Chris Evans is pretty... I mean, oh, yeah. them pecs, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, Bucky girl. If, oh, he, yeah. if he bought me a drink, he could go a long way. <laughs> Good to know, Mark. Well, <laughs> anyone listen to our podcasts, all you're going to do get is find touch. Mark in the pub. Yeah, yeah. Mark is going to be frequenting all the bars. With I mean, don't get me wrong. Thor and Captain America. He'll have a Thor arse. <laughs> If Bucky bought me a couple of drinks, that's a hit roll. Should we go through it chronologically and we can pick up other stuff as we go through? How's that sound? It's so cool. obviously we start off with scrawny Steve Rogers. I nearly forgot his name then, which is ironic given the film we're talking about. What did you think about the special effects in this with Horrible. Scrawn? <laughs> it was so obvious that his head was CGI'd onto that body. I thought they were really good, I but they were good. I don't think they're aging well. I can imagine if I watch this back in ten years' time, I'm going to go, oh, really? Because his mouth's not naturally where it should be, is it? No. I mean, I'm sure there's probably, like, watching it back now... But if, they, if you think at the time, it was well ahead of anything else. I mean, let's not forget of how they CGI'd the rock in Scorpion King. Come on. 
Yeah, I mean, it was the first opening scene where obviously it was super clear that his head was not attached to his body. Do you know what it reminds me of? You know those those where people do the faces with the upside down chin thing. Yeah. <laughs> and the Chinese. Yeah. yeah, it felt he feels like that, doesn't it? But it actually did get better in terms of I don't know if it just synced in my brain that he was you know. Oh, you mean when he went buff? No, not when he went buff. Before he went She's buff like, as oh, the character. Him and Bucky got my party. <laughs> But as, as you saw more of him, I guess it became less obvious that it wasn't his body, and so it didn't bother me as much. But it was that first opening scene where it's very, very clear that it wasn't him. You see, I get quite excited with these early scenes because a lot of the things he says and does are things that remain consistent yeah. throughout. And so when you get to really nitty-gritty stuff further down the line, it's still very much that same scrawny kid getting his ass kicked in the alleyway which is sort of the point of Captain America mm. so watching this back I was like ooh it's that I could keep doing this forever which is his yeah. his phrase yeah. it's uh, that determination isn't it that he's got he wants to go and do something for the country and because of the rules he's, he's not permitted well in fairness because of the rules the rules are there for a reason he genuinely as the scrawny kid as much as he's got the get up and go he shouldn't be stepping out onto a battlefield should he no. no. Well, I mean, it wouldn't work, would it, otherwise? But, I mean, and also he's got asthma, so it's not going well for him, the poor kid. But, I mean, it's just this whole determination, isn't it? Which yeah, is yeah. why tenacity, which, yeah. Which is why he's a candidate. Did Ishtar realise that was the defining feature? Because watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it kind of alludes to that, doesn't it? Mm. About different people's reactions to the same serum. Yeah. It's nice that they picked the... The little guy and the one that had the good heart. This sounds and the very character. pitiful here. It's like, you know, the, the one I wouldn't look at. The underdog. I yeah. mean, and that's yeah. what it's all about, isn't it? What she's going to say is Bucky has got the looks, the build, and he could have cut the serum because he, he's lovely yeah. as well. So he'd have been the perfect Captain America. I think we just found the first person ever who wants Bucky as the Captain America. So all I'm picking up anyway, going back to your shallowness, is that you don't fancy the skinny guy that is, in fact, the big guy that you do like, but you like Bucky Barnes better because of the hair. That's the fair conclusion. <laughs> I like the fact that they picked the underdog. But it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a proper story if they didn't do that. So it kind of gave some. Um, I don't know. That I've way, never seen any wind muscles like that in real life. I mean, it was a nice scene. I'm not going to lie. When the the machine opened and he was all there, peck and all, all buffed and oiled. It was lovely. Don't put him by a naked flame. He'd just go up, wouldn't he? <laughs> My show highlights. So is your DVD player broken? Is the pause button? <laughs> Thank God it's on Disney and I can just rewind oh, yeah. without breaking anything. You've got your subscriptions worth, haven't you? <laughs> but you get an interesting insight here because you've watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, if this is a drinking game, I feel people should have a shot every time I mention that or indeed anyone else. Could be alcoholics. Because I didn't, when I first watched this film, I had no understanding of why... I assumed if you injected the super serum into anyone, it'd be the same effect. They'd just be super strong and as long as they weren't an ass. I didn't realise that everything becomes enhanced, so the goodness in them is enhanced and or the badness in them is enhanced, which is something you're more aware of than I was because you've watched that series where it's probably one of the major threads. Yeah, it does explain Falcon and the Winter Soldier a little bit better now because I was wondering what that whole concept of, of the serum was and it's a, it's a nice thing that you know whoever takes it does amplify their characteristics so it was an interesting concept did you know there is an Agent Carter TV series 
No. So Agent Carter is obviously the one who sort of teams up with Howard Stark and Captain America, and and she's got her own side series. Well, it's before Disney was created, so it doesn't form part of the universe, but I think it's well worth a watch because I really like Agent Carter. It's part of the MCU. It's just not part of the... I mean, it got a bit shit towards the end of the mm-hmm. second series. But first series, I really like it. Because she, stealing your floodlight, because I'm sure I've probably got this information from you, she's the founder of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, I didn't know that. She She's a really interesting character, is Agent she's Carter. Because she also becomes... Captain Britain. In the comics. She's actually the equivalent of Captain America in the comics. I didn't really focus on her character in this. I think there was just too many hot men running around. <laughs> Which is a shame because she's a brilliant character. Is. That's one of the things that I, when I listen to people who watch these movies and they jump on this feminism back and bandwagon go, there's not enough long, strong female leads. Mark's just mentioned one that people aren't even thinking of. Because if you watch Agent Carter, it does, the show's about her and, and she's prop kick-ass. And she has a huge bearing on Steve she Rogers. Does. Yeah, and she's encouraged him. Yeah, she's she's seen his growth throughout the whole of this film mm. and towards the end. And that there, that's the spark, isn't it? That's the spark that people look for in yeah. life and want. It is cute, that relationship, how that builds, actually. Yeah. Um, and she's kind of always rallying for him. Yeah. You know, because she knows that he's up against it because obviously, obviously pre, pre, prior to the... Um, serum injection mm. you know he's trying to get make the cut isn't he yeah um, and you've got Tommy Lee Jones's character mm. she's the one kind of just push, pushing putting it in yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to give him a chance um, but yeah the SSR was the precursor to S.H.I.E.L.D. and she took a big um, risk putting him on the plane as well and dropping him in so she had faith in him which was good yeah Go Agent Carter. Yeah. And also, she was part. She was involved in the Howling Commandos. Now that you've told me that, I will be paying more attention to her moving forwards. Because as far as I'm concerned, I don't know if she's going to be in any other. These yeah, people. I'll pay more attention in the next one. I mean, it was something. Sorry, right, she would... dies in the next one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Joking. She, 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 um, yeah, she's a really strong character, and she's a likable character. She is likable, and it's not a forced. It's a, it's an organic character. So you don't feel like it's gone, oh, we need to find someone just to appease people. Apart from being can- canon, she's actually a really strong, enjoyable character. She just didn't captivate me like Sylvie did in Loki. Okay. I think you've been spoiled with Loki, though, you see, because you've gone in where Marvel have now... They've really come, fine-tuned yeah. their skills, haven't they? They, know, they yeah. know what works, and they know which characters hit all the right buttons, and yeah. they know how to thread a story together. And they're also leaning on 23 movies and umpteen series... Yeah, because I figured that she just might be that side character that might not have. Yeah, because she appears. She's in um, Agent Carter appears in an episode of Shield, Agents of Shield. Yeah. Um, and they have like a flashback movie with her, with her, and it all ties into characters that are in this. Well, can we just say Tommy Lee Jones? I mean, he plays the same part in every film, but yeah. do we not love it? How can you not love him? I love him. That was He's the first fabulous. like coup where they've got like a top A-lister in the film. Yeah, it was. This was the third film in in the series in terms of release. This was the first time you go, oh hello, mm. you've got Tommy in. Yeah, yeah. and Stan- is it Stanley Tucci? His name. Yeah, because yeah. I love cute. him, but he wasn't in it for so long. No, and I was disappointed about that because I thought his character was quite interesting, and he's a pretty big player. I don't know what he was like. What, what was it? Twenty eleven that this movie was released. Um, oh, hang on, IMDb. I think it was. You've got well. So yeah. I don't know what kind of 
characters he was playing in 2011, but obviously he is a pretty big Hollywood star, so I think that his character was yeah, yeah. really good, but it just wasn't in there for so long. Well, there's a spattering, isn't there, of decent known actors, which gives the film enough lift for people to go... Well, what about Howard Stark? Dominic Cooper. Yeah. There's two things here, obviously. The first one is, because you're watching it in a different order, you probably feel less interest in Howard Stark just by virtue of his name because you haven't seen Iron Man, i.e. Tony Stark, Howard Stark's son. Yes, but I know about Stark and it's interesting to see how it's all started, like what the backstory of the Starks are. So that is interesting, actually, and I did pick up on that. Not to be confused with Game of Thrones. (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. Wow. You've seen Game of Thrones, haven't you? Oh, no, maybe you haven't. It's Vikings you've not seen. We'll be doing that after we finish (laughs) these 23 movies. (laughs) Yeah, it's pick, pick the world's longest running. Do you do the Law and Order series? <laughs> I love those! Of course you do. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I really do. do. Yeah, what's that 23 series of 22 episodes? Bloody something. brilliant, even know, until today. I'll go back and watch them all. I love them. You'll be excited to know that CSI Vegas is back. You know, CSI, I mean, this is a on the wayside, but CSI's got a little bit shit. It's not as good as it used to be. Well, they've all been cancelled, haven't they? So this is a know. reboot now. But Law and Order um, every day. Gil Grissom's back, so it'll be good. I love Grissom, yeah. Well, Sorry, that was a sidetrack. No, that's okay. So, yes, the Starks we were talking about. The, well, there's two interesting things about... Well, there's three interesting things. Maybe there's two interesting things. We'll see how many there are. So, of, of course, first you've got the fact that this isn't the only person who plays Howard Stark, is it? It's not, no. Tony Slattery plays him. I don't know who he is. Um, have you seen Mad Men about advertising? Yes. He plays the head of the agency. Okay. The guy that's always smoking and drinking. And I never knew why they swapped him out, because they keep the guy who plays him in this film. He plays Howard Stark in the Agent Carter series. Um, I think he was filming Preacher. Yeah, which is... Is that Marvel, Preacher? It's it's a comic. It's It's a comic book. It's not... I think it's like a graphic novel. All right, okay. So that's not as interesting as I thought it was, because I thought I was being clever with them being Marvel Link. There's some tenuous links to Marvel. But is it a big deal about who plays his character? Because surely he's not in it for too long. He's the dad of Tony Stark at this point, in my watching. So, again, he was just a Well, at this moment in time, you're absolutely right, but Howard Stark does form quite a big basis of, of... I suppose what you've got to remember is that a lot of these characters have links to other characters. This is where Marvel have got it so right because you can't dismiss anyone or anything mm. because at some point in time the buggers refer to it and you go, ah, oh, shit, I can't believe I didn't pay any attention to that. This is your first introduction to Hydra. Yes. What do we think? What do you think Hydra is to you at the minute? Um, It's complicated at this point and I was kind of mixing between the baddies is that the Hydra thing Mm. and the goodies I didn't understand how it's going to play a part in the future all I know that it is that it's this bad engine of something but I suppose that's fair at this point because they don't go into a huge amount of detail about Hydra what was the um, symbol that they, you know, the little... It's the, Hydra. It's the snake. But the Hydra, if you've seen Jason and the Argonauts... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the dragony thing that's basically got acid blood. It's that thing that marks them. Oh. So Do you want to explain the context of Hydra? Because I don't think that's a spoiler, explaining what Hydra is. The, the relevance in this movie, which is really inter- interesting, is this is the first time that the uh, Hydra's introduced into the MCU. 
and because the where they've positioned it is extremely accurate for the time um, and because Hydra is like a secret organization that's set up obviously during World War Two. Well, do you want to explain the, the the beginnings of Captain America? Because I think that ties into the whole Hydra thing, doesn't it? Well, I mean, the, the the whole Captain America comic strip came from the fact that, it, like you see in the covers, um, of the time in the forties when we were battling the Nazi Party with with Hitler. Because there's actually a nice little Easter egg I've got in reference to that. Was I suppose the classic good versus evil? It was a propaganda. Um, and they, that's why you have like the book the, the when you look at comic book covers a lot of the time Marvel will take what was in the comic book covers and kind of throw them into the films so there's a classic one where um, Hitler gets punched by Captain America obviously he's, he's doing the tour isn't he because the American the, Amer- the American propaganda machines go and they're going we need you out there so we can rally all our boys and the usual typical things so they have a, a kind of reenactment of what more like pantomime style mm. and he punches Hitler and all you know all the soldiers are like Wee. well that's well, actually well they weren't were they it was the audience that the soldiers thought he was a dick yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's taken because he wasn't booky of, well yeah exactly. <laughs> that's what you were doing you were throwing things at the TV weren't you <laughs> Boo, so get off my telly. It get was it was <laughs> it was merely to rally all the troops, but in the comics they he does punch Hitler in the face. Hydra were essentially the Nazi party, and they're fighting, aren't they? The the other thing that's tied to Hydra is because they've set that inside actual historical um things. So where they've placed Hydra with Red Skull, because it's not too soon to mention Red Skull, is it? No. Well, no, because he was in this film. Yeah. Well, only because where we are with him getting the serum is is after you see Red Skull try and get the Tesseract in Tonin. That's right at the beginning when he goes into the church yeah, and gets yeah, the big yeah. blue thing. Because that goes way back there into but the But he'd already years. had the serum by the time he went to get yeah, the yeah. Rat, didn't he? He was wearing that sort of human mask. Yeah. So is he Red Skull at that point? He is Red Skull at that point, yeah. but he's got like a human face. Yeah. Um, he's like a lieutenant to... Hitler. To Hitler. So historically, this is where there's a link to, to Raiders of the Lost Ark and Indiana Jones because historically Hitler was looking for items of the occult right because he wanted the thousand year reich and he was sending people all over the place that's fact that's not hearsay all the indiana jones movie kind of picks up on is that the hitler was in fact looking for the um ark of the covenant and he was looking for the holy grail so he was literally looking for those things because he believed because an idiot well apart from that (laughs) but he believed those things gave him power to, to have the thousand year reich so Red Skull is, I suppose, a metaphor for that. And so so when he jokes and he says, and Hitler's looking for trinkets in the sand, there's probably a little bit of a cheeky nod to Raiders the Lost no Ark. No way. I never would have known that. I'm gutted that we lose Red Skull so quickly because he's one of those kind of baddies you'd like to stick oh, around. Oh, fabulous, yeah. Very strong character, yeah. yeah. And, and a really good... Sometimes you have the villain that's either too powerful and doesn't play well with the goodie because of the powerful dynamic where you just go, well, he's just going to wipe him out there quick. But actually, Captain America against Red Skull was a good dynamic. Mm. Um, And then it introduced, like, sort of your B-lister villains along the way that you pick up along the story, which is what Mark was saying before. Like his sidekick. Yeah. He reminds me of Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. Yes, he does, yeah. Yeah. True, true. And Hydra's the counterpoint to S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. So they're, they're like the good versus bad that sort of becomes more of a thing. It's and all coming together now you're talking about and it. And because they are a spin-off, because Hitler's been giving them the task to do it, 
and gone right I need you to go and get whatever you can trinket um, you know trinkets and things to make me more powerful they have lots of secret subdivisions that enter into the more mysterious and magical realms of things so they so if you see them as the people that are constantly trying to be bleeding edge technology it explains why they've got these super weapons and super technology and that's basically where hydra was born it kind of came out of that yeah they aren't limited by rules they will go and take whatever they need to so that's why the red school's looking at the tesseract we don't know this at this point we don't know it's a, uh, an infinity stone we, we just know it holds the power yeah that he needs to be able to build all these weapons and, and win, that's what, win the war yeah until he wins the war but then they built all these super weapons and just take over the world I feel we should ask you some questions about the film because yeah. we're doing a lot of explaining now Sorry, yeah. but it, it, it's useful isn't it to know all this stuff and yeah. we'll come back to the Tesseract because I do think discussing Infinity Stones is an important thing because it, it forms an important thing in the comic books what I think I'm trying to stick to with this is mentioning things that will have been known at the time that Captain America came out not necessarily where they fit into the MCU as you go forward. Infinity Stones play an enormous part in the comic books and therefore when people were mentioning Infinity Stones it's like ah yeah I know what they are whereas it doesn't necessarily mean it changes any understanding of what's going to happen going forward. Yeah because right now I don't know about Infinity Stones I just know that there's this Tesseract and you can get lots of energy out of it and therefore make these really powerful weapons. Well that's it but if you know know what an Infinity Stone does it doesn't still change what you've just described there really. Mm. So we'll come back to that we can't put it off anymore we've got to talk about Bucky. Yay! Do you just want to gush for 15 minutes? Yeah, because he's gorgeous. And that's all that really matters. But look, he's, he's also a nice... He's also a really nice person because he was he was best friends with the little guy. Aww. He fucked him off at the fairground when there was two girls, though, didn't he? I mean, yeah, he, he when, when there was a chance to uh, dip no, the end, he was, he was like, um, his... Steve, do you, do you want the sloppy seconds? No. no? All right, uh, both of you, do you want to come with me? <laughs> I'm Bucky. He was allowing uh, his friend to go and pursue his endeavours. Star Lord's mum. I love him. But he dies. I know, so I was a bit sad that he died. Well, obviously you were with Sam's fate. I mean, you wanted him to carry the shield. I did. For you. Still do. Team Bucky. Yeah, you're carrying something for him. He is a good character. I mean, I did like him when I first watched this film. Mm. There's a lot to like about it. He is. Uh, uh, yeah. But you see, I liked his his pals. What what they called again? Oh, the um, the Howling Commandos. The Howling Commandos. Mm. Because again, there's some pretty big names in there. In there's what's his face from Walking Dead and other things. The ginger guy. Yeah, Mm. the ginger one. We're all picking up our phones to IMDb. Yeah, I don't know his name. I just he's know been his in face. Minority Report, Captain America. I don't think he has been in Walking Dead. I've just clearly made that up. He's in Arrow, Flash. I mean, he's properly done the uh, comic book circuit. Yes. Well, he plays a continual character across all of the. Um, Agent Carter, mm. Agents of Shield. Yes, he was recycling that contract. Dum Dum Duggan. I like the Howling Commandos. Are you hopeful you'll see more of them? Yeah, I, I do. I think they're a good little group. There was talk of doing a spin-off show. But um, I think that was kind of shelved simply because there was probably rumours that, that obviously Disney were going to start bringing all of their things back under one roof. Because mm. at the time, a lot of the shows were with ABC Studios and Hulu and Netflix. And it became a little bit contrived because Disney owned 50% of Hulu and a percentage of ABC, but they didn't own anything of Netflix. So basically, all they did over time was cancel shows cancel shows and then bring them all back and then they own everything 
There's a relatively important Easter egg with the taking of Captain America's blood after it all goes a bit Pete Tong. Mm, okay. All I took from that was obviously the serum is that one vial of serum was destroyed and they were trying to replicate it through his blood and so obviously at some point in the future they are able to do that because they knew that they weren't going to be able to do it without the the German professor so that's the takeaway that I had from that I didn't think much more deeply on it other than that it is relevant I never really knew at the time that that's how Hulk becomes Hulk Oh. This the serum Mark's talking about. Is everyone's got it? Yeah. Every, like Peggy Carter, not Peggy Carter. Everyone's Black got a bit of cap in them. Basically, the Hulk gets a variant of it. It's a different variant because obviously it's Gamma Raid, and then Abomination does proper OD. The Abomination is the anti-Hulk. Confused. Ba- well, basically, if you give somebody, well, he he ends up getting the Gamma Ray thing, which was why it ends into the Hulk. Okay. Thunderbolt Ross is the Red Hulk okay. who set up the Thunderbolts. Abomination is the villain who gets a bit greedy with the serum and basically he goes just mental. And then Black Widow's got some of the serum. So yeah, basically everybody's got it yeah. then. Uh, well, a lot of slack few. Some some have stolen it, some have messed around with Apart it. Apart from Falcon Winter uh, Red Guardian stole some. Yeah, Falcon doesn't want a bit of cap in him. Yeah. <clears throat> Guardian's got a bit in him um, vicariously. You can't say that now without me chuckling. <laughs> So this said the serum is all over the place, so that's basically where it gets stolen by the guy from Spooks. Okay. And this is all from Steve Rogers' blood. Yeah, variations of it. But they altered him, didn't they? Is that how Well you see there's different people who have tried different methods to achieve the same goal. Ultimately they're all trying to replicate Captain America. Yeah. Okay. Because Captain America's got superpowers and he's exactly he's he's right in the head. He's a good leader. Yeah. What everyone wants that version of that person for their own purposes, and that's what everyone's trying to achieve. Because the ability to do that went when our good German friend yeah. got dusted means that people have had to experiment to come up with their own solutions with mixed results. And right. that's a comic book thing. That's not the Marvel universe as like such. Little pin particle things. People always stealing the bleeding things. But I didn't know the serum was the reason why Hulk was the way that he is, so that's well, interesting. Well, I always, I found that really interesting. I had no the idea. The Hulk is the way because of that and the gamma rays. Okay. I mean... It yeah, no, be, but the fact that it's part and parcel of, of the process, yeah. 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 Because that also, is, technically, you then start to talk at the Weapon X series. Don't overcomplicate yeah. it. I can smell burning. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So, like, Wolverine, Deadpool... Cabal, um, Ajax, uh, Silver Fox, they're Lost. all part of the yeah. Weapon X program that the military did, trying to replicate what they were doing with the serum. Okay. But they're all, they're, but, but with different results because what they started to tit around with was adamantium. So they were like, oh, what if we do this? What if we take that and we put that in and we put them together? But at the moment, the serum is with the good guys anyway. Well, not the serum, the blood is with the good guys. So it'll be interesting to is see. Is it though? That- with, it's with shield, it. isn't it? Well, is it though? Uh, well, I mean, had... What you've got to remember is Hydra's everywhere and shield. Who do you trust? Yeah. Oh, and also the government. I mean, do you trust the government? Don't start. <laughs> this could be a really long convo. I know. So now that Mark's right, obviously Hydra's everywhere that's because true. that guy breaks in, steals, yeah. and jumps in the submarine. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. And you don't know which which people you can trust. You don't know who's involved and who isn't. See, I didn't even think about that. I was just taking it on face value that it's with the good the good people, and so. And you should, because there's no reason why you wouldn't. I'm actually quite looking forward to understanding how Thanos fits into this whole thing. 
because obviously he's a famous Marvel character and at the moment I have no idea how he will be introduced. Well, I, I suppose with that caveat, and I'm sure anyone else who's listening to this who's doing the, the run-through from the beginning for the first time, what you've got to understand with the Marvels, they did it in phases, didn't they? They started very small. These first movies are very much focused on that character and that character's backstory and that, that character's world, and gradually it builds up to a bigger universe that pulls more and more properties into the equation. And so, from a Thanos point of view, I wouldn't even think about him at this point because he's miles away. Yeah. Can I just actually also say one more thing? At the start of the film, where... Um, the people discover the shield in the frozen space. Mm. What what is that all about? Because that did make me question: How does that happen? And then we go back in time. Okay, that brings me nicely onto sort of the big finale of this. Anyway, okay, they're fighting with Red Skull on the ship, aren't they? Yeah. And he crash lands at the end okay. into the ice. Oh, okay. And so they find the shield, and because it's the beginning of the film, they don't want to spoil it, but they obviously find Cap oh. at the same time. In modern day. Shit, that's brilliant. Okay, that makes sense now. And so they retrieve both the shield and Cap use an icicle, yeah. ice pop, yeah. lollipop. And then bring him a capsicle. Thank you. That's lovely. I like that. Yeah, he's not just if he's good looks. Trademark. No, I can't. Can I? Because that's in the film. Oh shit. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh well, you've just lost all your brain. You could have claimed. I could have. I should have. (laughs) I didn't. Uh, My integrity remains intact, but I sound like less intelligent because I've stolen (laughs) something from the film that you've seen. Must have missed that part. Yeah. Well, I did as well. I've watched it. God knows how many times. I've still missed it. That's what happens. Okay. So they retrieve him. Going back to the big fight finale, we are obviously fighting over this big glowing blue thing, yeah. which is, as we now know, the Tesseract, mm-hmm. which we also now know is a... Infinity, Infinity Stone. Stone. It, well, I was, gonna, yeah, I, was, I was looking to you, but I, you know this now, don't you? Only because he's just said it. Do you want to explain what an Infinity Stone is? Do you want me to get? Do you want me to do it? Or do you want to? Yeah, you're the expert. Okay, I no just know it's then. a. Well, you don't know what an infinity stone is, do you? Ish? Uh, no, I just know that it's a something sparkly on a big hand. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. The infinity stones, <laughs> as we find out, are we breaking our own rule here? Well, no, because you can say what an infinity stone is. A singular stone is just a powerful stone that has the ability to do one specific thing. Okay. And they've been created and they've been cast around the universe. Oh. So do you want to explain what the stones are, the so different ones? I'm going to try and remember now. So you've got the mind stone. Which controls minds. Which is important. for. Well, you see, some of them have dual or functions. Or is it? I'm waving my hand in like a hypnotic type way. I didn't even way. know. So you've got the time stone. Controls time. Uh, the ether. Which gets you good internet. <laughs> <laughs> he's been waiting for that one dust that off soul stone which is the purple one yeah so that's the one that um, controls life or so souls or things okay the space stone space stone yes the reality stone they're the other two aren't they? where you can play with reality the power stone which is what the tesseract there are all these infinity stones which are dotted around the universe mm. which all do these specific things and the tesseract is one of those infinity stones wow. which comes from the comic books which is why we're mentioning it okay and we'll 
I think it's not a spoiler to say it will become a thing. Well, it's, it's, the, it's the MacGuffin of the whole movie. But the stone is only tiny. It, the yeah. stone isn't the big cube thing. The cube's like carrying it in a box, yeah, really, it's, isn't it? it's like a carry case, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, I feel we've done most of the talking, and I, I want to know more about what your thoughts are. I mean, in your notes, is there anything that you feel you particularly want to mention and talk about? We've gushed in the way that we always knew we were going to yeah. gush. We've just gushed. <laughs> So let me just summarise what my key notes were. Not the two pages that Mark's done, just the simple Reduced half from a, eight. Half not, the, not this Mark, by the way. So the key points I took away were the opening frame where the aircraft was discovered and Captain America's shield was there, the Tesseract and the fact that it was a gift from God and the Red Skull guy found it, the introduction of Bucky, which was, you know, celebrated. Well, you just noted massively. that anyway, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then also why he was so precious to Steve Rogers and so on and so forth for Win- uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, Schmidt and how his character kind of uses that Tesseract then to... Um, you know, get the energy out and make that weapon. The introduction of super soldiers was interesting mm. because I know that also then from Falcon and Winter Soldier, so that was cool, um, good to understand how that's come about. Um, and that they, that was their goal to be able to win the war, that they needed to have this kind of super soldier, so that was interesting. Um, and then the introduction of Hydra, although now you've explained it to me it makes more sense to me than it did while I was watching it because I feel like there were so many things going on I was trying to figure out okay how does that relate to what I've already seen Um, I feel we should have asked her to ask these questions beginning before we just blurted it out note to self for episode 2 I mean don't don't we we've got 22 more chances chances to get this right Um, the fact that there is no formula left and how they're going to use that and yeah the ending in terms of like like he's woken up in the future what the hell does that mean and where is he and what happens next so do we want to do easter eggs first or do we want to talk about the post credit spoiler first if I haven't, you seen, I haven't seen the post credit spoiler for this on the basis that Latham told me not to oh really so you haven't I haven't I've only watched the movie I said it might ruin her thing because it leads into the next thing yeah so okay I'm just ready to start Captain Marvel after this because I said she because we have seen them in the phase order yeah. So for us, it made sense. I suggested that she might just want to come back to them. Yeah, because the I, I feel it's it's an experience you should have at some point, and it's whether you have it now. I mean, I don't think the massive spoilers as such. I think certainly the further you go into the Marvel yeah. thing, actually, the more the timeline coincides with the actual release date stuff, doesn't yeah. it? So does the spoiler for Captain America, um, is it based on Captain America 2? Let, let's put us in the mindset of 2011, where when the credits start rolling and the film lists all the millions of amazing people who've done so much hard work to make that incredible film and you quite literally just go to the toilet because that 16 ounce drink I've drunk yeah yeah, yeah. because it's a two hour film I really need to wait and uh, I feel sick from all that popcorn and I just want to go home now and so we ignore that list of wonderful people doing those wonderful things and Marvel just went yep sit your asses back down and we didn't know this at the time what what film did we go and see right at the beginning uh, there was two wasn't there we went to see one right at the beginning and we we actually left mm. and bless him 
the felt because we went in the posh seats. We only do the posh seats. In fact, when the posh seats reopen again, because at the time we're doing this, COVID still being a pain in the ass, um, we'll have to take Ish to our special seats. I've heard about these special the posh seats. seats. Is in a wheelchair? And <laughs> we 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 were walking down the lad went, nah, boys, you, you might want to go and sit down again for a bit. You've there's more. That was good of them to do that. It was lovely, wasn't it? Because um, we were on, we were halfway out. Well, I think I was going for a piss. Um, <laughs> so you just did it in the cup so instead while we waited. Oh, it was don't. dark. No one knows. I might be gone. washing my hair that day when you go to find me out. That, that was quite an important thing, and and this is when post credit spoilers were mm. like brand new. And what they do is at the end of each Marvel movie, they drop in a teaser for what might come next okay. but they, they either tie it into the characters you've just seen or the story arc that you've just watched or tie, tie it into another part of the universe that sort of threads into what you've just experienced Okay. and without failure there's very few post-credit spoilers where you go, what the actual Okay. And a bit of your brain dribbles out your nose with excitement, and then you have to wait twelve months for the next movie to come out. Yeah. Unless you do it like me, and you've waited ten years. So, <laughs> so you're missing out on that to a degree, and I, I don't know. I'm torn. I agree with Mark that you will be exposed to story that have things that might not necessarily be sense. in order just yet but I, I don't know I, if if I was you I'm not sure you you wouldn't be just incredibly excited by just watching those I'm totally going back and watching them now yeah I thought as much I've lit a fuse there yeah so you have I mean, no I mean if you didn't enjoy it it's all good isn't it I mean yeah. the, the move that you haven't seen has the end credits it's leading to the one you've just seen okay because so that would make sense to you but but it's because it's after Iron Man so you're like two movies away from the end credit scene yeah technically you're two movies ahead of what the release yeah. order was so the first Iron Man the first four and then Are this you not film including the Hulk, then? no I, I've dismissed the Hulk but it's in phase one though it is actually officially in phase yeah, one yeah no, I didn't realise that is it on that. Disney yeah, yeah it is I feel maybe we should both watch it. Maybe, maybe when we've done the marathon, we might squeeze it in because I just. What are you gonna watch? The Hulk one. Yeah. Don't watch. Not, don't watch the. Not, yeah, not. that one. Don't watch the other one. No. Ang Lee one. No. It's not on it. On Disney. Yeah. It won't be on Disney, will it? Because it's owned by Universal, but it is part of Phase One. It might. It'll be on something. Yeah. But I'm do sure. I, oh, so do I need to watch that? See, well, well, I didn't. Not not with the anticipation of knowing sod all about Marvel, but Mark will probably say yes. No, I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't think it's imperative, but it does have. It's so it's part of Phase One, and it does have an end credit scene. I did not realise that. Yeah, it's, it's, because obviously his character needs to be introduced somehow. It's yeah, but it's a different Hulk in it. I mean, yeah. th this is why I dismiss it because I fundamentally have an issue when they change the character. I know you the do. The changing the character, <laughs> it just, too, to it be just fair. annoys the shit out. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. Um, the only reason why I think I've allowed it is because the end credits scene. <laughs> I'm going to go and watch the end credits. I'm now trying to think now film. whether to delete the end credits scene. I, I, I think watch watch the Hulk one um, in time for when we do Captain Marvel. And we'll we maybe give it ten minutes of our time just to chat it through. Fine, that I'll, means I have to watch it because I've completely forgotten. Well, you what need happens. to let me know where to watch it, and then I'll watch you can't, it. And also, if it's not on for the Disney. record, if we're gonna see, we're breaking our own rule here. You do kind of need to watch it. Well, rules are here to be broken. Well, because She Hulk's coming out on Disney, 
and all the characters. Yeah, but I, 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 I mean, I watched it, but I couldn't remember Scooby Doo. What's happened in it? I've never watched. I watched it once when it came out, and I've not watched it since. I feel like this is going to be a problem, you know, because there's so much going on. I feel like we're going. I'm already forgetting what happened in Loki, and that was only like three weeks ago. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's so much to take on in your brain. I've already well, processed. That's, that's when we were saying in Loki. I was saying to you. You might want to watch some TV shows, and Mark said, "Well, just watch the movies for now," which is a valid point. However, because it's Disney, they're being very clever, and they're just going, "Well, we'll just bring that into our TV show now." So when She-Hulk, She-Hulk comes out, all of the characters from, well, most of them from Hulk will be in She-Hulk, including the actual Hulk. Okay. And Abomination is going to feature in Shang Chi, which is coming yes. out in September. Yeah. And I so, mean, what, what I would say here is, and for everyone else who's listening, who's sort of hearing Ish's voice and going, "Yeah, now do you know what? I can really sympathise with this," I would say, what what you're knowing, what you're finding out now, don't worry about trying to retain it particularly. But at some point during the journey of Marvel, you'll you'll, you'll hear something. You'll go, "I know the answer to that." question because what you're doing now is exactly what I was like Mark used to do this to me he used to, well he still does it's not a used to he still does but to to the same level you're feeling it now he would batter my head with loads of information which was and I was the same as you I'm sitting there going this is amazing give me more yeah. and then you're worrying about retaining it but actually like anything you only need to retain it insofar as something will pop up and it'll remind you that mm. you know the answer to that question and all of a sudden you go oh my god I know the oh my god I'm a nerd <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in the club yeah it'll snap and you'll just go ah oh, okay well I feel like that's already happening yeah, from is. our discussion today because it's all starting to make a little bit more sense it absolutely is okay shall we do some easter eggs do you think you've picked up on any easter eggs no that's Mark's doesn't, well, just well I've got some. I mean, don't, don't, don't just look over there. I mean, I picked up a few. I, I know, I know how this sto- has been kind to Mr. Pollard. I know how this story ends. I now know what an Easter egg is. <laughs> I wouldn't have known the first time around. I mean, completely clueless. Go on, Mark. So there's some there's some really good ones that you'll. They're amazing. <laughs> Tell us, Mark. What are they? So I've mentioned the tenuous Raiders of Lost Ark, uh, Lost Tesseract, which link. was amazing. Um. I mean, oh, my, I don't pull him up too much. No, but I did yeah. not know that. that you, you haven't heard the rest. I'm going to say yeah. you, haven't, you haven't heard the rest of them yet. There's nowhere to go. I'll, with I'll need amazing. a lie down after these, won't I? Yeah, possibly. Um, when they are well, in, in the, the same way as Bucky, the Bucky bit. That's the bit that she's going to need to have a Just lie down a, with. A, a fag and a sleep. The real first Avenger we get to see. So Captain America isn't the first Avenger. Um, but there's an actual Easter egg within an Easter egg, which is quite meta. When we get to see him at the uh, like the World Trade Fair, you know the Stone, the Howard Stark Trade Fair, where yes, he's yes, show where up. he's doing the now, do um, we know it's Howard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, we do know it's Howard Stark because he was there, wasn't he? And was, he was, was, well, it's also it's his it's his thing because that actually has an Easter egg to another film we can't mention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was curious I mean that wasn't being funny then you're both absolutely right so it's the world the world exposition of tomorrow as as he walks past there's a a kind of an android looking costume red costume which is in fact the original costume for the human torch that was played by Chris Evans in the Fantastic Four so before Chris Evans became an amazing Captain America, he was in no, the first Fantastic Four. It was like quite it. good, good, yeah. which is a Marvel property, uh-huh. which wasn't 
owned by Marvel at the they time. Sold it. They gave it to Fox. That was one of them sold, and Chris Evans actually played it. The second one I wouldn't bother with because that was woeful. Yeah, but the reboot was even worse. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I've never even watched more than the first ten minutes of the reboot. I well, only I've, ever watched the first one. I've seen all the Fantastic Fours, even including the one that Roger Corman was wheeled in to do, so they didn't lose the rights. If you want to see a sad film that's woeful, put that on, because that's before... They've, they've not even bothered with any special effects. It's just diabolical. So, yes, so the Human Torch, the original costume from the 1939 comic appears in the glass case. Didn't even get that. Well, she um, only has a torch for Bucky. She was too busy watching Bucky wander off with... Not going to lie. ...with Steve Rogers' bird. Yeah. So, yeah, Johnny Storm was the character. Played very well, as Mark said, by uh, Chris Evans, not the not the Radio 1 DJ. <laughs> yeah. oh, we've already mentioned... But he'd have burned because he's ginger, isn't he? He would have gone up. <laughs> he would have gone up like a torch. Um, we've already mentioned that Captain America punches Hitler in the face, which, as Mark mentioned, is to do with... Uh, the propaganda of the time. That was one of the most famous comic book covers. Yeah, there've been there's been others, but I can't talk about them because obviously they appear in other films that you haven't watched yet. I feel like you're getting a little bit bitter about that. It's yeah, just it's, he's like a dog on a leash, isn't it's it? Difficult. It's like he just wants he, he just wants that muzzle taken off. You've just ruined his flow. <laughs> Arnim Zola gets an appearance, which is the guy who you said looked like Pinky. Now it's an Easter egg that's possibly for later in the series but he doesn't just get an appearance he's pr- he plays a principal character in it he does but that's not how he looks in the comics Stan- that's what his contract said <laughs> Stan-, Stan-, Stan Kirby designed him they did it very clever when he's looking through the microscope to kind of make him look like how he looks in the comics Ah, I did pick up on that so Marvel very cleverly threw things in so they don't actually tell you who these people are you're supposed to know or not um, we get to see the red car that Howard Stark has made at the same expo yeah which is the precursor to Lola which is the one driven by Phil Coulson who's Phil Coulson is that in S.H.I.E.L.D. yeah but it's also yeah it is yeah. but you see you're not going to watch S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. I wouldn't watch S.H.I.E.L.D. Larger, it's okay but it gets a bit tiresome as it goes along I because it doesn't feed said. back into the actual universe no I suppose it, well, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it it, it doesn't really because it's not official canon. It dips in, but what it was trying to be is its own thing. I mean, it was getting risk of cancellation every year, so it had to keep reinventing itself. So the first took a couple of series. It kind of made references to things, and probably up until the fifth series, it does and then doesn't because it can't because I can't talk about it because um, everyone dies. Because everyone dies. <laughs> The Howling Commandos notably work and run by Nick Fury in the comics. Who? Oh shit! Uh, well, no, I'm jo- well. Yeah, I was going to say uh, no. I'm joking, but we're not no, because no, well, no, because at the end of the film, when he's in future, what? Where does the film finish? Oh shoot! Now I can't remember. What What was the last thing you remember about the film? He's waking up in the hospital. Yeah, and then he runs outside and realizes he's ah. in the middle of Times Square. Yeah, so that's fine because that that I, I thought I would weird it into the post credit spoilers, but yeah, and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Yes, that's yeah. Nick Fury. Yeah, so. Yes. Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff played a shit of early version of Nick Fury. Ignore that. That's something that you can perhaps enjoy <laughs> at a later date. But yeah. that's Nick Fury. Right. Nick Fury is a character who will you will see more of throughout the course. A because it's Samuel L. Jackson and, and why we would love you not? him. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kenneth Choi, who plays Commando Jim Marita, he he's one of the Howling Commandos. His uh, ancestor as it turns up in Homecoming in Spider Man that you haven't seen. <laughs> 
Right, so when I, when I say these things, right, Ishtar, just immediately forget them. Okay. Because my Easter eggs... That's not a bad one insofar as it's it's an Easter egg I would save for Spider-Man Homecoming, really. It doesn't spoil anything, because why would she give a shit that an ancestor appears in, in Spider-Man? But okay. it's, a good in, it's a good Easter egg for further down and, the line. And your list of Easter eggs could have probably been one page if you'd have known the rules prior to this. Yeah, maybe yeah, I should have mentioned that, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah. I actually also, in the interest of your sanity, I did reduce them. Much appreciated, because I've seen your notes <clears throat> previously. Um, so there were some other things, but for the for now, we'll leave it there. Oh, I've got a couple. Go on, then, oh, Pallard. Captain America's shield is made of what, Mr. Latham? Vibranium. And you will have given it no thought whatsoever, but vibranium's an important thing in the comic books. Yep. Why? Are we allowed to mention why? We are allowed to mention. It's in the comic. It falls into the Infinity Stone type. Uh, Well, vibranium is what they use for a lot of the major weapons, but also it comes from Wakanda. Wakanda is the place where... Go on. Uh, Black Panther. There you go. Lives. So, at this point in timeline, we have no idea who Black Panther... Well, no. Sorry, let me rephrase that. Me, as a non-comic book person, had no idea of Wakanda, had no idea of Black Panther. No. Um, but yet, this is one of those things where they've just subtly dropped in that Captain America has a shield, and you go, all right, cool, he's got a shield. And it's a really and strong shield, and that was all that took away. Yeah, and it's made of a metal I've never heard of exactly. before. And actually, I thought I remembered it as titanium <laughs> for some reason. But, but, but you see, this is the thing. They've dropped it in, and you don't give it a second thought, but they will mention to it in about 15 films' time. You'll actually suddenly go... Oh shit, yeah. But well, what's your next one to watch? Captain Marvel, which so, I have already seen. And then what's the one after that? Um, it's Iron Man, isn't it? I think it's Iron Man, the first one. Yeah, first, okay. first Iron Man, yeah. Okay. And then Iron Man 2. Yeah, that makes sense. It's weird, isn't it? It, 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 isn't it weird? But that's why I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be quite intrigued watching yeah. it the yeah. same we, way we've as you. We've watched them like, in the phases, so, and then I, I might have watched one particular one just because I quite liked it because I've got all of them and I just go and you feel like you think I'll just watch something that's pretty good some are better than others but you always come away feeling pretty good because there's not there's a lot of films coming out but they're not always great are they? No. I always find you know there's a lot of movies coming out like I watched Jungle Cruise the other day that's got a link to Marvel has it? Yeah, because Howard Stark is a part of... You've got to dig deep for this, boys and girls, but Howard Stark is part of the secret society that Jungle Cruise is based on. But you've got to go to the rides to find out. And then the other thing, uh, which isn't really an Easter egg, but I think you can watch this, is Marvel have just released on Disney Plus the What If series. You were telling me about this, weren't you, Latham? I said to you that you might want to watch it, but I didn't want to overload her. So What If is... Uh, well, the the concept is what happens to this character if this thing went differently. Now, we'll probably give you the heads up of which ones you can watch as and when you can because a lot of them are based upon films you won't have seen yet. So, yeah. A, you won't give a shit. B, you won't understand it. And C, it might be a bit of a spoiler. But episode one of What If is based upon this very film and it's all about uh, Agent Carter. And What If... It wasn't Captain America who ended up in the machine. Oh. And I think you can watch that because it's basically what happens in this film if something slightly. Yeah, you can watch it. How long are those episodes? Oh, they're not long. I mean, I, I have to say, I think it's a bit shit. It's a bit like a kids' cartoony thing. Well, I, I saw the graphics of it and that's why I didn't take a second look at it. It's worth watching it because it'd be part and parcel of your Journey. education. Education. 
because it, it, it will educate you more about Agent Carter okay and you will actually probably have a greater appreciation for that character if or when she may or may not pop up in further the down the line okay done I think so um, maybe just hold fire on episode 2 well I won't watch any others other than that first one for now fine we, we, I think we can probably give you the heads up of the mm. ones you'll be able to watch in at which point okay yeah. I think that brings us to the end of that. Before we finish, Ish, give us your summary. Five out of five, eight star. Well, well, this is your journey. You decide. Yes. What would you like to rate it out of? Can I just summarise by saying I was very energised and excited by this film. Okay. Um, Especially coming off the highs of the series. The graphics were actually excellent, other than the fact of other than his fake head. The music was so good. I really, I really enjoyed the music in there. Um, so overall, I thought it was a great introduction into the Marvel universe for me. And a standalone movie. As a standalone movie, wasn't the best movie I've ever seen. Now you're going to ask me as like get out. I don't know. I'm, I'm just. I'm just trying to attack them. Minor meltdown. <laughs> What? Really? I love this film. Mm. More than any other film? No, I mean, it's. don't get me wrong, it wouldn't be my top ten best films ever, but... Because there's 23 of them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> tell us, come on. I would probably give it, like... And um, I'm benchmarking for the first time here, yeah, so it... Well, this is why it's going to be really interesting, because I want to know where you pitch this, and then whether that changes. In fact... I feel we should write... I'm going to write this down because I want wow. you... I think it'd be nice for you to... Go back rank and check it later. ...as we go through. So give them a score out of 10 and then we might revisit the scores of your previous ones to see whether you've had a change of heart. And, you know, when we were doing the ratings for Loki, you were like, you can't compare the films to the series. But I... I am comparing this film to the Loki series inadvertently, so I feel a little bit messed up in the brain... Because it definitely wasn't as good. I know you're just going to be like, what? You should definitely be segregating these two things. They can't be compared. We we were talking about that on Loki and I was saying that because you've got the benefits of the shows. Yeah. We we didn't have any of that. Okay, I watched the other things and they're not all of them Mark's cup of tea. And to be fair, he's not wrong. Some of them are a little bit poo. But you watch them because I don't want to miss a trick on any of the connective tissue and so that's why I watch them that's not to say everybody should watch them because they're not all as wonderful as Loki because Loki well as Mark said earlier as well you know because they've kind of really honed their craft now they know how to make good television they know how to make good movies and they're just bringing all that in what you've got to remember is that the point of Iron Man Thor and Captain America coming out in a relatively short window of time. I've just been relatively recently exposed to uh, George Clooney as Batman. That's kind of the benchmark of the the Michael Keaton original Batman. Was it was quite a long yeah. while ago, and they hadn't really done a huge numbers. The first Blade was probably a good one. Um, they try rebooting Superman a couple of times and failed miserably. They replaced Batman a few times and failed miserably. Spider Man's Tobey Maguire was okay they rebooted that and it was the first one was okay but then they all died a slow and painful death so Mm. the comic book genre was 
It wasn't very cohesive, was it? It no. was It was kind of slapdash and let's just get this out to put bums in seats. They weren't really thinking of the fans per se. They were thinking about the box office numbers and they just thought, well, Spider-Man will bring in the numbers. So they just did it to death. And then redid it. Yeah. And then did it a bit more. Yeah. So when they've done these, I, I mean, when I went into Iron Man, I was massively sceptical because I didn't know who Iron Man was. I didn't really care. And my, my expectation levels were pretty low. And by sort of this film, Captain America, it's like, whoa, mm. this is going to be cool. Well, look, on the basis that I haven't seen any of the other movies, I'm going to be a little bit more okay. probably critical. Cool. No, I, I want you to be... I, I, this is fascinating. Okay. This is what we're listening for. So I reckon it would probably be... I'm going to just let me record it because we obviously want to humiliate you further down the line when you go, ah, okay. <laughs> Just remember, I supported you on the Loki series. Okay. I see what we're doing here. Tag teams. <laughs> All right. Okay. It's been noted. <laughs> I reckon, don't be shocked, seven out of ten and three, or three and a half out of five. I don't think we do halves. I'm not allowed halves. We'll do out of ten. Fine. Because that gives you a nice scale. Spread. Okay. We absolutely do not do halves. You pick a side, girl, and you stick to it. It's either a six or a seven. There's no dangling yourself in the middle. I'll go with a seven. It was exciting, but was it the best film I've ever seen? No, but I don't know how it comp- compares to the other Marvel movies, so I will just I'll keep the option open to change it in the future, should I see fit. And I'm going to rank it as your favourite Marvel movie, because, of course, it's your first one. Yeah, can we also do favourite Marvel characters as we're going through? Because I feel like Bucky's just going to stay on top. Okay, so... I'd like him to. <laughs> Bucky, if you're listening, we'll have you as a guest. <laughs> Please. Yeah. Not Bucky O'Hare, that's a cartoon. Isn't he Maybe there's a Bucky variant somewhere I can tag on to. He probably is a fat slob. You've probably met him and jibbed him off. Not necessarily. Okay, so I'm going to allow you ten favourite characters and you'll have to relegate people... Oh, love it. As you what, go along the way. Along the way. Okay. Done, done. So, well, like, kill them off, you mean? And you can pick any, you can pick as many from this movie to go into that 10 as you want because ultimately, as you have to start replacing people, it'll get, well, it'll start quite easy because you'll be like, I'm not really asked, chip them off, but it'll become more and more difficult. So, uh, Bucky's going down as number one. Obviously. You can't have 10 Bucky's, by the way. Oh, okay. who, who else would be would be on your shortlist? Well, Steve Rogers, just because he. He's the main character, and he's the only one that I've really seen. And Anyone else? No. It's none of the others. You really Not at the care. moment. Nothing, no, nobody else kind of captured my attention. Okay. Um, now, people are going to be less asked about this, but uh, Latham, do you want to give us your mark out of ten for Captain America? And I'm also going to rate this as your number one Marvel movie, and we mm-hmm. can again reschedule it, because I've never sat down and drawn up my list. Oh, I'm glad that I've given you guys the opportunity. Well, to well, do this, this is why I was quite excited by doing this because it gives me and you a chance to do the things we missed out on because oh, we, we were too slow to pick up on it <laughs> the first time round. Are we picking our favourite characters as well? Why not? Okay. Um, so I would I would give this a seven. Oh, really? Yeah. He gives everything a seven. Don't get too excited. Do you give everything a seven? It's the average. Oh, it, 
Out of ten? How's that the average? No. Across all of them. She just pissed on your chips, kid. It's, it's obviously not the average of one movie, is it? What I'm saying is, across all the things I give figures for, I say seven. <laughs> She's absolutely right that five is the average. Yeah. Yeah, oh. but it's not five though, is it? Seven. What? what? But I'm picking it on one movie. Why do I don't understand why I get Welcome so much to the world of later. Hang on a minute, right? <laughs> For all the listeners, because I get a lot of criticism for my scoring. It isn't a mathematical mathematical it isn't a mathematical or mathematical equation. It's just what I feel. It's a fucking number that I feel I feel seven. But you can't say that it's an average of ten. I give that as an average collectively across all my voting okay which I can say that and I just did <laughs> thank you honestly I get sacks of mail going, why is did, that why? what that heat behind you is this is recycling bin which is where all the sacks of mail go dear lay them can you explain to me why you score the way you do so yes it's okay. just because seven is a nice number to give it based on the fact that it's not a six and it's not an eight oh, I don't really arguably right I could say with hindsight it's because I've seen all the other films right but that would be then being no I, I agree I, I'm glad you do that you, you're doing right is that right yeah yeah because Thank God. I think because I'm looking at it from the fact that I know if he said to me, what would you give such and such a film? He knows I would give it more than seven. Can't say it because of the benefits of the fact you haven't seen it. There's so much stuff I can't talk about. It's killing it. It's All frustrating. Right. But well, okay, well, so before, you, before you implode. What, forget me. Who's you? going on your favourite character list? Oh, okay. And in what order? Oh, well, let's go Red Skull first of all. But I, okay, but he's dead. That's why I didn't put yeah, him on my list. He's a great character, though, well, isn't it? Yeah, we're, just, we're not going but by he, who's alive at the end of the movie. Oh, I didn't on. know that. Well, do you want to okay. answer? Yeah, yeah, I do. You can I, Wait, you know is he like going above or below Captain America? God, above. This says a lot about it, doesn't it? Above. <laughs> so he's going below Bucky, but above Captain America. Nobody goes above Bucky. Oh my God, well, you're a does. character. <laughs> Hopefully, Ishtar. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening, he's not. Darn it. I might just, he's I might got, he's got just hashtag out. him into the, he's tag him in, into the account. He's got an injunction out after that last um, effort you tried to get into his hotel room. <laughs> I love you, Bucky. <laughs> Don't miss with me out. Big, with my big Bucky sign. Yeah. We're just going, love the Bucky. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay, so, so Red got? School number one. So yeah, so I like Red School. Um, so you like Red School better than Captain America? I, I think... I would go villains. I, I must okay. admit, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he's not a good character. So Red Skull's won. So yeah, so Red Skull, I would go, I would say Bucky Barnes. Oh, give up. You two get a room with Bucky. No, thank you. I, no I think sharing. Who <laughs> gets first dibs? What did you say? I'm sharing. <laughs> I'm not sharing. All right. Bucky comes in the room, you two are out. <laughs> what did you assume there is one thing, that we're in your room? <laughs> You might be in our room. What if Bucky comes in our room? Get out. He won't be in my room. I've got red skull. (laughs) (laughs) And he's red because he's puffing and panting. I hope hope if we do meet him, we keep this list with us and he sees that he was at the top of my list. Right. So, so what I've got now is Red Skull Skull Bucky. I'd have um, American Soldier. um, What's his face? Chris Evans. Captain America. Yeah. I can't believe Captain America's coming so that low down on your list. And then yeah. Peggy Carter. Oh, Peggy. Is that because she's hot? She's, she's a good character. She's hot, but I, I really like her as a character. Yeah, I do. I think she's a fab um, character. And then I think I would probably go Armin Zola, just for comedic reasons. How do you spell Armin? Uh, A-R-M-I-N-Z-O-L-A. Z-O-L-A. Okay, so that's really your five. Yeah, that's Okay. Right. There are others, but I think it would just be, a, you know, it's not really important. Go on, Mark, what about you? 
Well, because you were looking at me like anybody ask him. <laughs> unlike you two grumps, I'm giving this an eight because this is a good film. Okay. Um, and I'm also going to give it the extra kudos because this was right at the beginning. They're kicking the tires, they're learning their trade here, and they still managed to produce this film. Um, so if you put it into the context of if they had all the knowledge and the experience that they have now back then this could have been even better but they didn't and they still produced an absolute banger of a movie you've justified the eight thank you uh in terms of characters you're all absolute <laughs> morons because captain america is obvs number one no he isn't of course he is a he's nice b he's pretty well buff three he's nice Four, he's got superpowers. Five, he does cool things like riding motorbikes. Uh, and he looks good in both spandex and leather. There's nothing not to like about the guy. So you're, you're including hobbies and pastimes into your reasons why he should be number one. I'm a deep person when it comes he, to... Um, he, loves, um, he loves cartography and stamp collecting. Yeah, that just showed how superficial I was with my selection. Yeah, you two just went for a raw sexual and attraction. Where was that? Well, I hope he didn't go for um, raw sexual attraction. He no school. sexual attraction went on at all there. I merely, <laughs> I merely chose the character because I think he's a very good superhero. He doesn't technically have superheroes. He'd punch you out. He's, he's got super strength, hasn't he? Super red Skull. No, what one he picked? Captain, Captain America. America. Oh, God, I can't keep up. Just forget about your Red Skull. <laughs> he just fixated. No, he chose number one, which is his choice, for oh, hobbies. For hobbies, right? <laughs> because he enjoys fine dining. He's a Sagittarius, and he's a bit buff. Oh, and he's nice, and he's also a bit buff. And I was like, yeah, but... He hasn't actually got superpowers. He's got super he- super hearing. He's got super healing and super strength. He's an interesting character, and we haven't scratched the surface of this. And I know I'm sort of maybe sounding like I'm talking about where things go, but actually I'm talking about right here, right now. You've got a guy who had the brains and had a personality, but just didn't have the brawn to go with it. He's now got the brawn, but hasn't changed at all from that scrawny kid. When the girls are still swooning all over him, he's still a completely clueless clown. Um, but he's still he's got that natural leadership vibe. He's got that... Well, there's nothing to... You're both idiots. Nah, because... It, that that wasn't the thing that captured me. For, I mean, I know my superficial Bucky, you know, selection was a little bit shallow, but um, I think Red Skull was epic. His character is far. Hang more on a minute, you've done it again. You've said he's Conch- epic. You didn't book him, pick him. No, I did. No, she did. She's number two. Yeah, only because I said Red Skull, and you because went. I, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, because I didn't know you Why could. Why did you put him one? It did, in what? what? Well, he's not good, but Bucky is shit. No, I mean, I just I mean, made that abundantly clear. One. Uh, you could have a tag team. Oh, no, 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 let's not go down there. Um, I've gone for number two, Agent Carter. Okay, see, that's a good choice. Because she's great as a character, and the, there's lots. I, I feel actually, in terms of the Marvel world, she was underutilized, but she still packs a hefty punch as a character mm. for her relevance throughout the Marvel universe. Yeah. And knowing all that I knew about her at the end of this film because of your mega brain, Mr Latham, I, I really appreciated her more, even at this point, not necessarily because I now know stuff. Uh, so that's number t- t- two. Red Skull's going in at number three because he, he was a good baddie and I'm actually gutted that he gets killed off. I would have liked him to have 
persevered. He wasn't an amazing baddie because he didn't really do a huge amount, did he? I mean, name a great scene he was in. I just like his red face. Yeah, but take that out of the equation. Oh, 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 the one T- where Take he's... your vain analysis of everyone out of the equation for a second. Um, a really good scene was when um, Captain America was saving Bucky and the other soldiers and they had the, um, the what, Red Skull and the other guy on the other side of the bridge. That was a good scene. It was. Uh, in fairness, when he drops in the car keys and says, don't scratch it. That yeah. was funny. That was a good scene. Yes. Name another good scene now. You can't because when, I don't think there was. When he's going to keep asking about good scenes. When he out. zaps um, Hitler's henchman for um, coming and challenging him, that was pretty cool. Okay, pick another good scene. Oh shit! <laughs> no, I, I, I disagree with that one. She's intact to her opinion, um, but it, she's it wasn't wrong. loads. I understand what you're saying. He didn't have enough um, airtime to develop his character to when, be ultra villain. When I think of great bodies, I'm thinking of what's his face from Die Hard. Uh, the one you don't know the name of, but I know the, who you mean. Yeah, the English um, one. Every scene that Hans Gruber is in is brilliant. You can quote millions of his lines just because everything he was, and I, I didn't get that from Red Skull. As okay. cool as he could have been, I think we're judging him on potentially rather than what we hoped he would be, yeah. rather than what he actually was. He reminded me of the baddie in He Man, Skeletor. 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 Yeah, didn't he? He did. Wrong colour. It was, was blue, it in it. Mm. Yeah, he was blue with Skeletor. Oh, yeah. Gave me the vibes anyway. So he did. Come here. <laughs> Coming in at number four. We have to put. Well, we can't do that music, can we? Because you get a license uh, tag these days. You did it really well, though. We got the vibe. Yeah, I thought you doing. The, I thought that was the song he was doing on Loki, but he wasn't. Bucky. No. Oh. Bucky's coming okay. in at four. Why is Bucky coming in at four? Because he's all right, but he's not Agent Carter, and he's not Red Skull, and he's definitely not Captain America. Whatever you two seem to think. Fair enough. Uh, and I think that's all I would be prepared to put on the list at the minute. Yeah, it's going to all change next time, can't it? Well, it is all going to change. So if you, hopefully you've enjoyed the show. Yeah, are you asking me? Well, I'm asking you. Well, yeah, we, <laughs> I'm asking you. I'm asking the, the people who are listening as well. Yeah, I've enjoyed the show. We haven't given too much away, have we? I mean, you're the one who needs to keep us in check for not spoiling no. the journey ahead. I think you've given me enough information that now makes me understand a little bit more about Captain America that maybe I had missed and also gives me enough to say you need to be maybe aware of these things for the next um, film that I watch so yeah good job guys I know that everyone dies at some point so I am anticipating that well I always say everyone dies so when I do say that it's not a spot I'm just being but a lot of people did die in this one the problem is he said that about Titanic <laughs> there are occasionally films where I do it does prove I'm right. Yeah, and he doesn't realise it, he's got shit. Oops. Yeah, we're gonna watch Captain Marvel next. Yeah we are. So we're gonna be back here and doing this and we might get Ishtar to read out her questions first so that me and you don't just blather on with yeah. sheer excitement. Because yeah. I do feel the passion flowing back through my veins for these films. Just in time for the Eternals. Yeah, exactly. And Shang Chi. Indeed. Um so we'll do that. Get in touch, check us out on social media. We're on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It's the two marks. Send an email to the two marks at thepodstation.co.uk, whether it be to either Mark because you need to pick his brain on something, whether it be me because Christ only knows why he'd want to drop me an email, or Ishtar because you want to share your story, your adventure. Why not? Send the first email. Do it. Where's Bucky? Where's Bucky? 
Yeah. We should launch a campaign. I feel like we should do a competition as well during this thing because you know the competitive thing that me and Mark, like Mark Pollard, have on most things. We need to have like a. Well, you know, win Bucky's arm. Which we, we, we actually win our Ishtar after we finish with her for twenty-three movies. <laughs> you can have her <laughs> if you're listening, Bucky. She's yours. Thank you, Mark. Well, we'll, we'll have a think about uh, where, where we where we bring the competition in. You love these competitions, I blo- yeah, I love. Uh, and I think you find I was the inc- the creator of thus of thus competition. You big copier, copy copy. <laughs> so catch us next time, guys. We hope you've enjoyed it, um, and we'll see you for Captain Marvel. Thanks for listening. Bye, Excelsior. Social at the two marks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, check them out on YouTube.